Hey everybody, welcome to the Fight Fit Podcast. I'm joined here by Jade Mitchell today. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. It's a nice intimate setting we've got here, mate. mate. Feel, very, very feel intimate. Like the light should be dimmed and maybe be offering me a drink or something. Mate. Very we've got nice. The whiskey, the whiskey fridge here, but we just haven't quite managed to stock it up yet. <laughs> I'm only a couple of weeks, uh, well, only a week out from the fight now, but. A little bit different to her Business Radio. This is uh, it this is, is mate. nice, mate. It Comfy. is. It is. I've actually had a few heavyweights. I had Sam Greco on, so yeah? I had to really make room <laughs> on the podcast, as you can imagine. He's a big boy, Sammy. He is a big boy. I had I had Hammer on as well, Mark Castanini yep. yep. as well. So they're big boys. I had to really sort of make sure that they had their leg room yeah. sorted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How you feeling though, brother? Uh, I feel really good. I feel really <laughs> good. This this um. Oh look, right now. I'm tired. Like this has been a long, hard training camp. Um, everything, but probably been one of the best camps, if not the best camp I've ever had. Um, my body has, has hasn't let me down the entire time. My nutrition, um, everything, everything's just gone to plan. We had some great sparring up in Queensland with the likes of uh, Dennis Hogan, who gets ready for his world title fight. Who's getting ready for his world title fight um, early December. Uh, Jeff Horn, that was great. Uh, the legend John Wayne Parr, that was right. cool, and Ben Marnie, and um, that guy, he's only twenty four years of age. Is he really? He he's there, an exceptional talent. Yeah, and he's and, been around um, a bit as well. He's done. He has been in the Muay Thai circles yeah. and that. He um, he's yeah, he's he's done it all with Muay Thai. Um, so has he been with Wayne Parr? Yeah, for, yeah. For so his whole he's career. Wayne Parr's protege. Yeah, amazing. Yep. Now, really, really good guys. I love my work up there with them, but. Um, Ben, Ben, the sparring was that good with Ben that we actually brought him back down to Melbourne to finish sure camp that. off. So it was that was really good, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited excited to see how he goes. We're actually going to head up there for the he's, he's the chop and that fight. Park yeah, he's well. a semi main event. Awesome, I believe there's a league footballer in between them, but he's billed as a semi main, so his right. first regional strap. Any anyone who know who's watched enough of this podcast will know that I'm like a, a John Wayne Path like fanatic <laughs> oh man he was my like hero growing up he's the guy who got me into um into combat sports i guess like when i was young my dad used to watch him all the time and he'd, he'd be on the tv and from from a young age i used to watch all of his fights mate, and john, that's what got me into it so john is a living legend and um i think anyone who watches anyone who listens watches this podcast would would have to know who john is but when you actually when you actually meet someone like that and um, they're even cooler than what you ever imagined they'd be, that's that's John. He's the most accommodating, nice guy you'd ever meet. Um, it was cool. And the whole when I was going I was going up to Queensland and it was originally it was just gonna be a family holiday, but then the Kashinov fight were well, mid mid camp when it when it happened. So we uh, we went up there with the mother in law, my father come as well, just so as um as just full on training, so I got to spend bugger all time with the mm. the wife and bub. But um, the camp itself was great, and I, because John has got the fight with Chalk, and um, me being such a John Wayne Parr fan, I, I said like I have to go. So you've been, I have you've to I have been a, to been a fan for years, oh, and that would have been unbelievable absolutely. to go and so I had to there. I had to touch base um, with John, and I, I'd spoken to Ben a couple of times via Instagram. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be up there, John's fighting Chalk. I have to get in training camp with him. And I'm like, I'll spar with Ben Marnie as well. And um, Dennis Hogan for his Harme Mungia world title fight mentioned that um, 
that Ben Marnie was the best sparring and perfect sparring to get ready for Mungay. And I thought, oh, right. that's, that's nice. He's giving this young bloke some props. And um, as it turns out, I rocked up there because I'm like, I, I have to spar with Wayne Parr. I'm mm. like, yeah, and I'll, I'll do some work with Ben too. Man, the kids are legit. <laughs> one of his mates, one of his mates started filming, and I, I, I'd just done five rounds with Wayne Parr, mm. and um, so five rounds with Wayne, and in the last round, I'm like, look, I'm here, I'm sparring with Wayne Parr, the gunslinger. It'd be rude not to do a bit of gunslinger at the end. So <laughs> I swear to God, we threw like three hundred punches that last round, really hammering time. I'm like, I'm going to pay for that this next round. Ben jumps in there, and I didn't give him enough credit. His mate's filming <laughs> and I haven't told him this yet, but uh, if you're watching, Ben, you got me with a body shot This and it was a straight right lead to the body. Like, who the hell does that? And uh, knocked the wind out of me. Really? <laughs> and straight away, I'm like, oh, no, no filming's fun, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. For, I was thinking, shit, I'm about to get lit up by this young fella. Gym, yeah, boys. yeah, but, um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was from, from then on, like, I took Ben seriously after mm. that. Got some great rounds, and um, and then we brought him down here. So he's he's legit. What's what's the Boonchu setup like up there? It's cool, man. They got a uh, big cage, bit of floor space, a massive ring, a big paddock, which is great. Anyone mm. who's seen me fight knows that I uh, I, I utilize my footwork a fair bit. So. So Plenty of room for me rooms. to run around. Oh, I love a big ring. Jump in the cage at all? Get the bug for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck getting kicked in the well, legs. <laughs> well, 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 there because the Gold Coast 600 was on the the weekend after. Um, Cam Waters was actually there. who's sponsored by Monster Energy. Right. Drives for uh, Monster Energy. Drives for Ford. He was there training with uh, with uh, Wayne Pass. So the only time I got in the cage was to say good day to Cam pretty well. And... Then you just that's, have to take back that's, out. I'm hey? straight back out of there. I don't want anything to do with the cage. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about what it was like um, having you know your relationship with Wayne Parr while you were there, and him as a, and him as a character. Oh mate, he's there's no off switch with John. He's just he's just on the whole time. Funniest guy, like funny as. Um, yeah, sharp, funny dude, super accommodating. Just just a lovely bloke, an absolute legend of combat sports worldwide. And in Australia, but worldwide too, like everyone respects that man, what he's done. Yep. John Wayne Parr, Raymond Deckers, um, yep. like there's very few Westerners who have done it as good as what Wayne has yeah. done. It. I mean, yeah, Ra Raymond Deckers, as you said, was sort of just before John Wayne Parr, that sort of animal that come, going to Thailand and, yep. and embracing their culture and, you know, as a white guy going over there and, and fighting yeah. on those, on those in these Thailand shows and it's just amazing to see that and, and John Wayne Parr, that documentary is incredible. Yeah, mate. And another legend I got to um, hang out with while I was up there as well. I was a massive fan of this guy's Paul the Hurricane Briggs. Yeah. And um, what an animal that guy was in his fighting days. Um, just the way he lived life and the way he fought. He's a monster and um, I loved him as a kid and his fights with Thomas Adamek to get Ring Magazine Fight of the Year and the first fight, he he won that. I don't care what anyone says, but um, he he come up short in both of those. But just getting to hang out with Briggs for for a bit, train out of his gym, and just hear, um, just talk to the guy, just his experiences, and he's uh, he's a really cool guy. And to see how calm and just how 
different to the hurricane that that i grew up watching he's just the nicest most chill dude ever so i'll catch up with him again when i go up for the par mundane fight yeah it must be kind of like your hard work really paying off when you get to go and experience camps with those guys you're like you've put in so many years of hard work in boxing and now you get to really rub shoulders with the best of the best i'll tell you what a cool thing is is um and it feels kind of surreal is when you walk into a, a gym like that and they, they these guys were my heroes they already know who i am they're following my journey now it's my turn now and they're they're behind me doing that it was cool um it was <laughs> what was really funny is um mine and wayne's first brand session he was he wasn't as he wasn't as busy as he normally is and wasn't as aggressive as he normally is he's trying to sort of sit back mm-hmm. and pick shots a bit and that didn't play into wayne's hands at all and um after the sponsor he's like oh you know i was just a bit uh a bit nervous you know a bit it's been a while since i've sparred with a boxer of your level <laughs> i'm like a bit nervous bit scared i'm like hey dad check this <laughs> shit out that. i'm like hey dad uh, wayne tell tell dad what you just <laughs> told me it's so funny man but um uh. and then yeah, all that was out the window because the next training session, if he didn't the throw a million punches, he was literally running at me in between combinations and I'm having to put shots on Wayne to keep him the hell off me. And like after combination, I cut an angle, I get around him, I go again, I get around him. He's literally jogging at me to throw punches. So he's going to be he's going to be fit and um, it'd be really interesting, the the, the mundane par fight. So um, Wayne Parr obviously never stops training. So his his cardio's still right his cardio's up there. his cardio's great. You think his that he, great. he's still like his conditioning's still peaked to really sort of his conditioning still peaked. Good boxing Look, skills? let's let's not let's not. Um, I definitely can display good boxing skills. Yeah. But even even there's questions there with the fight. Like is Mundine's resistance up to scratch? Um, <clears throat> it's been such a long time since Wayne Parr has has boxed. Mm. It's going to be a big stage. It's going to be a good stage, but a big, big event. Um, yeah, and DDP, the promoters, they have been doing great things. Um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the show. And it's a celebration of two of Australian combat sports legends. 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 It's a celebration of their career. I celebrate this fight. I think it's a great fight. And there's so many questions. And two guys who like really respect each other as well. Even if, even if there might be a bit back, more back and forth coming towards it, maybe hey, we might see but that. See, but you know, but see, that's, that's Chalk, man. Like, yeah. um, for the people out there who don't know Chalk, and look, I don't personally know the guy all that well, but every dealing that I've had with him, he's been an absolute gentleman. I've only I've only crossed paths Chalk, with Chalk a couple of times. He's been an absolute gentleman. I've never heard a bad word spoken about him, but chuck a camera in front of him or if it's in a competitive competitive type scenario, mm. he's just a lunatic. And as far as selling fights go, no one does it better than that man. So he might he might talk talk some smack, talk some shit to sell a fight and um but at the end of the day, he's he's a good person and what what he's done for charity, for his people, he's He's just an amazing athlete, an amazing role model, um, and he's really carried the sport. He oh, absolutely! Sport for quite a long absolutely. time. Chalk, Danny Green, yep. both completely carried the sport. You had Daniel Gill in there as well, who, for mine, is a real unsung hero of Australian boxing. Yep. Absolute legend. I think a lot of people to feel uni- that way. To unify titles overseas, um, mate, absolute legend. Daniel Gill, I, 
I like to model myself a little bit on Daniel Gill, the way Daniel boxes with the constant movement, angles, uh, work rate, variation. Have you ever worked with him? Uh, no, I haven't, and I'd absolutely love to work with Daniel Gill. Maybe I, you should I'm, reach out to him, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I should. I've, I've just a little bit, a little bit of back and forth between the two of us over socials and stuff. But I, um, I'm a massive fan of Daniel, the real deal. Gill, he's yeah. awesome. There's a lot. There's a few, like as you said, and Danny Green as well. I mean, knocking out Roy Jones Jr. What a oh huge, what a huge. moment for. I was lucky Australia enough. Boxing. I was lucky enough to get to. I've been able to work and spar with Danny before, and Danny, Danny, Danny is, Danny's Danny. What you see is what you get. Like he's just, um, just a cool guy. I, I get along well with Dan. He was, um, he was great to spar with. Um, he's a funny guy. He always gives everyone, everyone just gives people time. And uh, he's such a recognisable guy. It'd be so tiring. But every every time I was with Dan, he always gives people his time. So yeah, yeah. he's a cool guy. I'm I'm a big fan of him as well. And he was doing some stuff with Hammers Gym recently. He had yep. a seminar and stuff. And yep. I was really trying to get him on the podcast. But I think he just maybe had his busy had man. his hands full. He's so busy. He's got people Especially, pulling him all different directions. Especially with this weekend. Um, well, tomorrow night. So I don't know when this pod Hall will be out. Hall Gallon. Yeah. And so then this, this will come out on Monday. But but okay. it's Thursday now, so yeah, well, I guess we can speak about and, that in All right, well, I will give you a bit of this is my opinion on like the undercard for me is awesome. And I think um, two guys in Australian boxing who are just amazing and who everyone needs to get behind these boys is Team Maloney. Yeah, the Maloney those boys, boys. These boys are the real deal. And I guarantee you tomorrow night, Andrew Maloney is going to knock Dari out. I guarantee you, man. He's going to be our only Australia, Australia's only world champion at the moment, albeit interim. But the thing is, is what people need to understand too, is Lewis Conception, two-time world champion, I believe two-weight division world champion. Andrew Maloney beat the brakes off that boy, and that was an unofficial title eliminator. He was told that if he beats Lewis Conception, that he fights for the world title. Um he beat Lewis. It didn't happen. Kel Yafai took... I forget who Kel Yafai fought. But um, off the top of my head, sorry. And then he he had to go to Chile for an official title eliminator. And he was down on the scorecards. They they even ruled it. This, this punch on the replay, it, it misses Andrew by like a meter. And he trips over. His glove hits the mat. They call they it a knock. They down. ruled it a knockdown. Like he was getting... Fucked. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, of course. Mate, podcast, say what you yeah. want. So he was. He was. He's getting such a raw, like just such a raw deal on the yeah. cards. It was an absolute joke. And then the man threw thirty-five thousand left hooks in a row, and just knocked the guy cold. Like just destroyed him with a left hook and earned his title shot again. And now Kalyafai has taken a fight with the Strata, which will be for the WBA Super World Championship because there's levels of WBA have a super champion. Once you've defended a certain amount of times, uh, you can fight. You can be called super champion. Then you've got regular champion. Interim is that's 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 your last stop for you are the next in line. But the way the way I look at it, Andrew knocks this guy out. Um, and on the thirty first of January, I don't it's I don't know if it's done yet, but um, it's looking like that'll be the date when Cal uh, Fire fights Estrada for the super title and Andrew will become the regular WBA world champion and then hopefully hopefully the guy can get Kelly Fine in the ring and I reckon he knocks him out too is it a real in, deal in Australia 
Oh, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hall and Gallon. This this fight has got the interest of the public, and hopefully the public get on get on board with the Maloney boys because Jason Jason himself is every bit as good as Andy, yep. and um, he will be world champion twenty twenty two. So, as well, not 2022, yep. as in 2022. <laughs> he will also be world champion next year. I, yep. I guarantee it. The boys, the boys are the real deal. He, he come up he come up short, but it was so close. Could have gone either way against Rodriguez in his That was in his a great fight, fight man. Oh, mate. What a finish by Jason, too. And it's just the quality of the quality of that fight was just unbelievable. Yeah. Like. Slick, man. Rodriguez is so slick. And... Um, even though Rodriguez in his next fight got stopped by Inouye, um, he he rushed it and tried to bang with Inouye. When we watch we watch the final of the Bantamweight um, World Boxing Super Series with Inouye and Donaire, that was amazing. And Donaire took his time and got his way into that fight. The way he catch counted and took his time, he didn't try trade with Inouye straight off the bat. He got himself into that and got himself into that fight, took his time. And it just goes to show you that um, Jason Maloney can mix it with any of those boys. I just think that Rodriguez really stuffed up mm. um, by trying to just go at it with with um, with Inouye. Yeah, I think that those yeah. boys are like slept on a lot. Oh, and I massively. think that this is a really hot time for Australian boxing. You've got guys like, you know, Michael Zarafa yep. and Tim Zhu who are very much in the spotlight. Jeff Horn as well from his victory with yeah, Pacquiao. Yeah, yep, then you've yep. got guys like the Maloney brothers who are straight up killers. See, we we all too. Like, I, do you know one thing I absolutely hate is some of the hatred that a man like Jeff Horn cops um, on social media and that. It's such, it's so... It's just gross. Like we we are all riding, and even even Mick too. We we are all riding the wave that that man created, and that um, that his promotional company created by beating Manny Pacquiao. We we owe Jeff Horn a lot. Man. It's probably the greatest victory in Australian boxing history, maybe. Well, one of the greatest victories in sporting history. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao is an absolute legend, and he's gone on to beat Keith Thurman. He's gone on to beat Matisse. Hey, he's now he's now champion of the world again. He's it's funny, now- isn't it, how things work? As you know, if you're one minute you're up and you're the biggest legend in Australian sport, and then the next minute, but even you when one, even when he and- yeah, but even when he won that fight, he even copped some some backlash, which I just thought was well, an that absolute. Was- more Joe. from US critics, wasn't oh, it? Oh, US a- critics. External Thanks. critics Thanks. who yeah. thought that he was robbed. And Thanks who to that Atlas. He... And... Yeah. yeah. But that anyway. was just bullshit, though. Like, anyway. That's just people trying to defend it's, their guy. It's absolutely, yeah. It's I think just, any real boxing gross. fan who would watch that would think would know that Jeff Horn won that fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's absolutely. a reason why he, he won man, on the He manhandled Manny yeah. that night. And yeah. um, and I loved, uh, that was Jeff's thing as, as a welterweight. He's so strong. He's a brute even, um, even the, at, the weight at middleweight he's still a brute now um but yeah i really like jeff in the smaller yeah. smaller weight division i just yeah. wanted to touch on just quickly again uh the wayne Pan mundine fight yep so from my sort of uh opinion i guess i when yeah, i yeah. when i look at that i think that mundine got beaten pretty easily by horn in his last fight yep and then john wayne Parr hasn't boxed in a while and those yep. are the two things that kind of stick out if you're looking to critique both of them mm. but I think John Wayne Parr is another one who people sleep on his boxing skills. They know his Muay Thai kickboxing yep. is just absolutely something of legends. But oh, I don't absolutely. think people realize how good he is as a boxer and how, how high level his boxing skills are. Yeah. Well, and from you to have trained with him, you must now look at that and be like, 
you Matt, do you feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. His boxing skill is, is great, but um, Mundine's boxing skill is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, Mundine is an absolute legend of boxing in Australia. Like he's 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 something special um, as far as boxing is concerned. If it was a few years ago, I think Mundine would comfortably have beaten beaten John. And I don't, I don't think John would give a crap me saying that. You've got to give respect where respect is due. Mundane's one of the greatest ever to do it to come from Australia. But um, this stage of their career, um, he's, his resistance isn't what it used to be. Mm. And John John's just an animal. Um, so that's what makes the fight interesting for me. There's there's questions there. And that's what makes fights interesting is the questions. So mm. And there's there's lots there. And often it doesn't go the way that people think. It's- no, 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 no. Look, I can't. I I kind of sit on the fence, um, and that's out of respect for both both men, absolute legends. And um, if I could have half the career that either of those men have had, I'd I'd retire a happy fighter. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue to November twenty three. You fight Kashinov, a very very tough Russian yeah. IBF world champion. Yeah. I mean. Uh, w, 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 was it yeah, yeah. Did, did he yeah. fight for an IBF as well? He was the IBF International World That's Champion, right. which right. is the title that myself and Kashinov fight each other. It's the Intercontinental title. That's one up from the international title. So it's the one under the world title. Um, for, that just sounds confusing. It's, it um, is very confusing. With the, with different governing bodies, you've got like the WBC. They hold their their international title to a very high standard. The IBF, the international title, not so much intercontinental title to a high standard. And there's actually like um, you've got your top 15 rated fighters with the IBF intercontinental, and yep. I'll be due to defend that, and that'll push push me up the ratings there with so, the uh, so IBF. So, what do you when you when you take this fight on the on the November the 23rd? Yep. If you when you get the win, yeah, with that one. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you hoping to sort of what's what's the next step? Well, for we you were after that? we were sitting at number eight in the world with the WBC. So I hope to climb on that and I hope to enter the top 15, top 10 in the world with the IBF. Um, I was I was sitting at number nine in the world with the WBA, but um, that um, that just got taken away from me. But um, mm. yeah. It's, it's just funny how it all works, isn't it? There's yeah, so many... it is funny. It is funny. My title got taken away from me as well without that person actually fighting me. But anyway, we well, can talk about that later. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's a massive fight, man. This is a guy. Yeah, this, look, this, is... this is the biggest fight of my career. And um, I've just signed a five fight deal with Hosking Promotions in conjunction, in conjunction with um, DNL Events, which now, for about 10 or 15 years, um, consistent boxing hasn't existed on um, on live television on Fox Sports, so they're now investing in. And we said what an exciting time it is in Australian boxing. They're now investing um, now investing in a handful of fighters, and I'm lucky enough to be to be one of the guys they're investing in. Uh, I'm on the verge of a of a world title fight, and so to get to get Stanislav Kashinov, former world champion, over here. Um, that opportunity didn't exist with the money that was involved uh, in boxing because you've got you've got America over here, Europe over here, Australia's all the way down here. We didn't have TV, we don't have money, um, so they laugh at us. So guys who have got something to lose or really good fighters to bring them here, you need you need money to do that because 
we just we just couldn't compete. Whereas now, I've got a team behind me who believe in me and who are willing to invest in me and bring these fights out here. Because for so long, we see Australian fighters sort of fight no one. They get a hold of their regional strap. They defend it a few times against no one. And you're not ready. You're not ready for the big stage. And all of a sudden, the champion looks up and down the list and goes, okay, we'll pick you. And then our fighters come up short and, and it looks bad. Um, but look, um, our plan is is to get a mandatory shot, um, which will be over sort of three fight three fights where my team will invest in me, pick the correct fights to get me ready for the time when it comes. Because we've had we've had a few offers already um, for a world title fight. I could have fought. Um, I was in the running for Callum Smith at the start of the year at Madison Square Garden, right. and mate that. That would have been life-changing, a life-changing fight, life-changing money. It was only six weeks out of surgery, so we had to let that one, let that one go. Because I truly believe that I can compete with the best fighters on the planet, um, given the right fights and given the right opportunities. I want to do it properly. I want to earn my shot, and I want to be ready when I get my shot. Because I, I, I truly do. I wholeheartedly believe that I can do this, and I, I've believed that since only two fights into my career. I ended up landing a sparring gig with Miguel Cotto for his preparation for the Daniel Gill fight. So with only two fights to be able to do that, that's what gave me my belief and um, and that's what sort of set me on the journey that I've been on now. Well, you're on. You're definitely on the right path. I mean, you're 19 and 1. Yep. You've 14 fight win streak, is it? Something like that, 14 yeah. 14 fight yep. win streak. And then obviously fighting a former world champ. Now, this surely propels you into into that sort of yeah yeah well now. this this will prove this will prove that i i deserve to be there i deserve to be in those world ratings are you like, happy that this is at this is at home this oh, it's cool saying the thing is too is this this didn't exist like this hasn't existed where australian boxing consistently on tv and it hasn't existed where we can compete with america and europe with getting my opponents here yeah um it's with thanks to Lyndon Hosking at Hosking Promotions for, for their slogan, making it happen. He He's making it happen. Um, I think there was a, obviously, for so, for so long, there's been like a boycott of boxing in Australian, well, I think, in Australian media. I think sort of what has happened too, um, what has happened too has been when, when Fox was investing in boxing, um, all of the money wasn't going into the cards and into the fights. Um, so now I believe the powers that be at Fox actually are helping with the budgeting of the shows and all the money is actually getting spent on, on the fights and on the fighters. So for years, we'd have stuff on TV and just get served up absolute crap when there's so much talent out there and now that talent is going to get shown on tv there really is and it's so exciting for aussie boxing and there's, yeah. so, and there's going to be so many opportunities and so much for our boxers to aspire to now as well yep. seeing guys like you really make that quantum leap to to and what this, you're about to do and this is another reason too why i took the cash and fight because we had a small list of of people we could fight for the particular title we won um and Kashinov to me is a great TV fight. He's a tough man. He's experienced. He comes forward. He's going to give me all I can handle. But I, look, I'm I'm ready for it. I've prepared for this. But this for me, National Boxing Series is bigger than just me. Like this is this is I've got to be in good fights on TV. And and the people who are coming up under me, 
Um, and the other fighters who are who are being invested in by National Boxing Series, they're big fights. They're good fights. You've got Joao Patea versus Mark Flanagan the week mm. before me versus Kastanov. That's a um, oh man, it's awesome! It's awesome. These fights are actually happening. Like Aussie versus Aussie fights, big fights. When they're, was they're Patea's great. last fight? Jai's last fight was, I believe, September. Yeah, just or or maybe a little bit earlier than that. Just what, just was before my last of, fight. It was an undercard. No, no, no. He was, was he was the main event that night versus Nick Charalumpus yeah. from uh, New Zealand. Yeah. So yeah, so he's um. That, that, that's uh. When when is that card? Did you say? That's next week. Next That's week. This weekend. This weekend. No, sorry, I'm next this weekend. weekend. This, yeah, this sorry, weekend. Sorry, I'm getting so confused here. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So live live fights back on TV, and um, they're gonna be they're gonna be good, tough, hard, well matched fights because mm. um, the powers that be that are investing in it have got quite a bit to do with um, quite a bit to do with the matchmaking and signing off on on uh, each fight. Do you think there'll be a lot more? contenders going against each other in australia now well yeah because the the money's there now right. um because the thing is as well why guys would sort of avoid each other is because all of us fighters too you got to understand like how much we sacrifice to do this and you you get their call up for that big fight um it can be life-changing the money you could you could pay your mortgage off with one fight why would you risk that fighting another serious goal giving them your opportunity like you're there you you can you can almost make it and if you don't have anything to lose um and everything to gain of course you want that fight but when you've got everything to lose nothing to gain anything can happen in this sport mm. anything can happen so um so now that's when, been the hard part and so now there's money there yep. for our top guys to fight each other yep. and that, so there's that's always all gonna be something to gain as well yeah, yeah there's always going to be something to gain and um with TV, that's that helps with sponsorship and stuff like that too. Like I'm, I'm blessed to have some amazing sponsors who help me financially. That I, I just wouldn't be able to do this with without without them because you can't to do boxing seriously. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. Um, you got to be all in and um, give it your all and 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 then get out. Yeah. Once once you're done, is it is there going to be streaming as well? streaming um because it's live on fox sports maybe through their app ko yeah i think it's ko the sports sure fox sports app yeah i don't really i don't really yeah. watch fox Tales, yeah so i'll have um, to watch it for this one yeah sure. they're, they're def they're, you'd, you'd have to be I, able I think to get on streaming's the obviously the way of the future and uh, um it, like we, we're definitely going to see like the zone is, yeah. is really getting massive it's getting massive but i'll tell you one thing um the international feed, like the amount of dead air and stuff that we cop on that, the production of of DAZN is not quite up to scratch. Like you see, see the production of like Showtime when mm. Floyd Mayweather was um, all of his pay per views and how big they were and how good the whole show was. Um, it'll be interesting to see how DAZN grows because the production. The other day, I watched um, Canelo Kovalev. We sat around for like an hour of dead air. I was actually, really? I was in a pub. I watched that one with uh, my Herb Business Radio co-host, Ben Damon. We watched it in a pub in Richmond and I had Ben Marnie there as well. We're dropping him off at the airport. But um, luckily enough, we had the UFC and the boxing on screens in front of us there because I was sitting there for like an hour. So 
Um, yeah, it was strange, wasn't yeah, it? That yeah. um, they were showing they were showing the UFC at the boxing as well on the yeah. big screens. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And they d- delayed that. Five UFC stages. would never do that for boxing. Yeah. That's for sure. But then you look at the. I think that the UFC event was was so popular. It was a big event. But then Masvidal and Nate and and Diaz made like five hundred thousand. Yeah. Canelo made like thirty million or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, Crazy. I think I think in the as far as the world's concerned, boxing, boxing has been around forever. UFC, uh, MMA, I should mm. say, is relatively a really new sport. The popularity of it, it's awesome at the highest level. It's awesome. The production of their shows, awesome. Like they are killing it. But on the world stage, I believe boxing still does bigger, bigger numbers. Yeah. But it's a, the boxing's an ancient sport, so yeah, it's yeah. to be expected. But um, one thing that I will say with National Boxing Series, the production of the shows, um, just everything's going to be spot on. And I'm just so happy to have this opportunity to be able to to be able to fight on live TV in front of all of Australia on these great shows. So it's yep. it's really exciting. And there's there's also um, Brock Jarvis. We said Jai Patea. Um, on my undercard, uh, Isaac Hardiman, who mm. he's a, he's a hell of a fighter. He's exciting as he's a former MMA fighter and just been putting putting boxes on ice. Like he's really? one to watch. Yeah, Brock yep. Jarvis is another interesting one as well. He's a kid the too. Fennec mold. He's so so young. He's he's still a baby, yeah. and um, to have the amount of experience and he's just been brought along perfectly, and have a mentor like like Jeff Fennec. Like I, I love hearing that man speak. Like he's he's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. So Brock was actually meant to be on this card with me, but because of Jeff's recent um, health scare, um, they pulled Jeff him out. Fennick, so glad that he's okay, and he was able to make his uh, daughter's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Down the aisle. Tough man. That guy's some kind of tough. He's. I swear to God, like for all the listeners who watch Jeff in his prime, there's only one Jeff Fennick. Like yeah. he's just he was an animal. Um, just his work ethic and. Um, just some kind of tough, just a pig-headed, hard man. Like I, I love watching Fennec. So much fun to watch. Yeah, he's he's the man. One yeah. of the best that Australia's ever produced. One of the best we ever will produce. And absolutely, hopefully, he can still have his impact for years to come. I hope that his health holds up and that he can, you know, mentor his guys like Brooke think, Jarvis. And I think listening to Jeff Fennec um, talk about his recent experiences in that, he he will he will be. He's going to be all over his health and stuff like that now and sort of realizes how important it is and realizes that he's not invincible and um, he's just so thankful that he listened to the boys or well, he didn't listen to the boys. They they pretty well just called the ambulance up and he doesn't even remember leaving his wow. hotel. Um, but it's really, I know it's really made him come to terms with his own mortality. So um, would, would he be one of the guys who you say you've looked up to? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Who are, who are your biggest sort of role models, you'd say? Um, I mean, people that you watched on the screen and also people that you've actually have had an impact in your life. Um, oh, mate, I, I draw inspiration from, from so much. I'm, I'm such a student of the game and I've loved boxing my entire life. Like, um, mate, this pod, we haven't got enough hours to sit here and talk about. I just... Everyone who's been there and done it before me, I draw from everyone. I will listen to anything that anyone's got to say. If it works for me, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I, yeah, man, I, I'm just such a fan of this sport. I, 
I could rattle pretty well every Australian world champion. Mm. You, you name them. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Even some of our domestic guys, like one of my favorites growing up was Julian Holland, the fighting farrier. I mm. love Jules. Um, but look, I've, yeah, it, we, we haven't got enough time to talk about who I. It, so really look obviously, up to. You, you've, I think you've actually summed that up really well. You're yeah. just such a student of the game that you take yeah. inspiration from so many Everywhere. different people. That, yep. That's awesome. Another source of inspiration for you must be the fact that you're a relatively new father. Absolutely, man. How's that sort of Absolutely. changed your perspective? That has that's changed a lot. It has changed so much. Like I am so in love with my girls. It's not funny. My wife Tegan, my little baby girl Drew. That's beautiful, man. It's um, it's. I used to be of the mindset like everyone does it, like everyone does it. Of course, like it's going to be special. But until you actually experience fatherhood, parenthood, like words cannot describe, man. Like she just, she just makes me so happy, man. And awesome. um, and it's just strengthened my resolve to. I want to become champion of the world. I want to. I want to more than anything. When I leave boxing, I want to leave boxing with um. I want to leave boxing without, without, without a mortgage. I want to, I want to be able to set myself up for, for life after boxing and everything that I've sacrificed and my wife has sacrificed financially, um, and just we've missed out on so much. So I can chase this dream. Tegan's in this with me, man. Tell us like, a bit about is, that. Well, um, well, it was after. After my second professional fight, I got the opportunity. Lyndon Hosking, who promotes me now, gave me the opportunity to come to America and train with them over there. Um, cut a long story short, within a day, I was there sparring Miguel Cotto. Um, the following day, I was asked to come back and I was paid to paid to spar with Cotto. When I got home, I realized I could do this. Um, I was still running a, running a business, um, concreting, which is super physical. Mm, and my body, my, yeah, my body was always letting me down, and I was also, I was also at my heaviest. I was near on 130 kilos, so wow. I, was like, I was like a beach ball with eyes, man. Just this fat, drunken concreter. Hadn't seen the inside of a gym for like three, three and a half, four years. Um, and then my wife was the one who inspired me to, to get back in. I sort of dabbled with the idea, and she's like, "No, you got to do it." So anyway, I got the weight off, had my first pro fight. I swung my arms around till the dude fell over. I'd sort of <laughs> forgotten how to do it. And then uh, my next my next pro fight was against um, Aaron Lay. Um, we beat Aaron and then, then on the plane to America, thanks to Lyndon Hosking. Um, we come home and I had the self-belief I could do it, but I'm still trying to... I was still trying to... Um, work and train and everything as well. And it just it just doesn't work. You need to concentrate on one. Mm. Um, it's... It's near on impossible. And that's a also to shout out to Kane Watts and respect to Kane Watts. Man, he's got a massive mountain to climb, but that's that's Australia's Rocky Balboa. He I think he even said on this podcast himself he was lucky enough to get his world rating. And then he's that guy, the champion's gone my voluntary. Okay, we'll pick him. He has got the chance to shock the world right now. So props to Kane. That man's always run a business. And um, he's, a, he's a legend. Kane. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what what problem arises. He's he's um, no, he's borderline psycho. Nothing <laughs> nothing gets to him, man. So shout out to Kane. Um, yeah, we're all we're all we're yeah, all back. We're all, we're all behind you. Um, and mate, it would be it would be just spectacular. It would be the thing of boxing folklore if Kane lands that shot on Gulmirian 
and becomes have champion you, of the mate, world. Mate, have you seen the fucking turnaround Kane has done in the last twelve weeks? Yeah, mate. That's no, that's that's nothing. That's nothing too amazing for Kane. Kane loves a beer. He's flat out with work and everything. And then um, when it's time to time to business yeah yeah man and he's he looks amazing yeah he's in good he's over in paris and he's got brian armatruda over there with him and it looks like man i'm gonna be watching that and i've god i hope that he lands that shot as well mate it's i think kane kane's not under any illusions it's a stiff test it's unlike any fight that that he's ever been in before but he's been given the opportunity and um mate all, all the best to sugar i hope I, I pray that he can pull it off. Me too, so it's, mate. Um, yeah. But, um, yep, it's just, yeah, it's massive. So, hopefully, he pulls it off. Hopefully, he comes home safe. It's He's a bad dude, Gulmerian. And um, good luck to him. Yeah. As you were saying before, mate. Yeah, so, so, you back from so mate, for me, but because, like I've said, I want to do this properly. I want to do it the right way. This isn't a dress rehearsal. We only get one life. We only get one choice, one chance. Um, when did the... Just to take it back for a minute, when did the when did the penny drop for you? When, when you when said the you, penny you were so dro- overweight, the penny, and- the penny dropped for me. I don't know. I just woke up one morning. Decide. I decided I want to be a professional fighter. I'd had a decent amateur career. I was a former. I won a national title, multiple state titles, um, and just. Um, so you just thought like just before it's I just, too late. Just, I just, just got to do it before it's too late. So I was like 27, 28. I made my pro debut at twenty eight. I'll never forget the morning, my feet hitting the freezing cold floor down at St. Andrews there and just walking down the hallway going, yep, you're doing this, fat boy. <laughs> and um, my my body just aching because I'm just a fat pig and I was still a bit dusty from the day before, the night before. Um, and yeah, got down the end of the driveway, felt great. Got about 100 meters up the road. Oh, shit, this is a little bit harder than I remember. <laughs> About 200 meters up the road, I was like Homer Simpson, just like out of breath, like absolutely knackered. But just made my mind up there and then like, you are doing this, you fat bastard. Like, let's do this. You're a professional fighter now. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And just got myself over the line. Yeah, got got through, got through it. Ended up um, with um, compound fractures in my feet, my ankles um, from just being a fat pig and trying to train like a professional athlete. But look, we got there in the end. Like I said, just swung my hands around in the first fight till the other bloke fell over. Um, did a lot better in my second fight against a guy that people just wouldn't fight. What kind of shape you at this stage? Uh, 82 kilos. Right. Was my professional debut. My next fight was, I was waiting at 78. My third fight after I got back from America was um, for the Victorian state title against then undefeated fighter uh, Mitch Clark, who was 6 and over 6 KOs. So um, I think people started to take notice of me then because I, I went straight into a fight with Aaron Lay, Mitch Clark, um, and then I fought at High Sense Arena against another undefeated fighter on a Danny Green undercard mm. and um, did that really easy. So people started to take notice then. But then for me, after I got back from America, I knew I could do it. Um, the entire time, my body's letting letting me down because I've got a couple of prolapse discs in my lower back, which is is all is all good now every like i work every day on this like i my body my body's everything now like i i'm 100 percent professional now um and this is all i do i train i live to train that's all i do it's fascinating so, man so what happened was is uh the prolapse disc 
and I kept tearing my hamstrings and um, I fought Ryan Breeze and had a had a um, had a loss to Ryan Breeze and that was a fight for mine. That was a big penny drop moment. That was a moment when I said. I, I I couldn't believe that I lost to all due respect to Ryan. He's a ripper. He's a ripper dude. Like I, I really like Ryan and uh, and his father Rick. They're, they're great guys. Even after the fight, Ryan Ryan said I thought you won that fight. But anyway, we carried injuries and everything into the fight, and I I was within myself just trying to get through the rounds because I actually didn't spar for that fight. I sparred six rounds twice with Ted Singh. Mm. And um, my body just wouldn't allow me to spar. So I was sort of just doing enough to think I was in front. And then I come over him at the end. Um, and yeah, we lost a majority decision. So I'll draw on one scorecard and the others had it for Ryan. But that for me, that was my penny drop moment. That was like, I can't, I can't do concrete and boxing um at the level that i want to do either at so you got to go all I've, in. Got to, I've got to go all in so i pretty well made my mind up there and then look if i'm going to do this i need my wife to back me we're going to sell the house we're going to get rid of the business and i'm going to fund my own boxing career at the start like i said same address rehearsal we only get one chance so with the backing of a of a great woman my wife tegan um we um not initially, but she come around. <laughs> and the rest is history. So hopefully I can pay you back soon, baby. That's amazing. But man. um yeah, so we gave up we gave up everything. Um and funded it ourselves at the start. And now I've got some awesome financial support from some sponsors. And uh, the rest is history. We've I've taken on some great fighters um over the years. Um tough one was probably Yuli Yardi, the one where I damaged my neck. He's a uh, former former Olympian and was signed to top rank, and that was one. See, that was that was one of those fights where I wasn't having the money invested in me like like I will have now. So this guy was my mandatory for my OPBF title, which even that fight I was paid thirty six hundred Australian dollars to travel to Tokyo and fight world number thirteen in his own backyard. Um, but I took I took that because I believed in myself and and I've given up everything everything for this. There's no way no one was going to let that guy beat me. So we took his title off him, and I had to buy my own championship belt. You had to buy um, your yeah, own. So I probably made belt. about I don't know probably fourteen hundred bucks for for however many weeks I put into that fight and and um, but we got the title and that's how I got my world rating. And then uh, Yuli Giardi was my mandatory. Um, he was signed to Top Rank. Top Rank is still investing in him now. Top Rank China, um, and everyone around me is like, "Mate, you don't have to take this fight. Relinquish the title. Let it go. He's too dangerous. What do you want to fight him for? I want to be tested, and I want to be ready when I when I get my chance." So Yuli Xiaodi was number fourteen with a WBA, WBA Asian champion, WBC Asian Continental champion, um, and the WBO All Asian champion. Um, or all China or whatever. I don't know some title mm. like that. But anyway, he was on. He was on the rise, undefeated, powerful guy, and um, great amateur pedigree. The backing of a big company, and they were coming here for the right price. So we didn't have to throw money at them to get them here because they were coming here on a mission to knock me out, take my title, further themselves in the world rankings. And um, I was. I welcomed it. Like, bring it on. Let's do it. Because if I'm not good enough to beat you, I'm not good enough to keep climbing the ladder. Mm. So, the Yili Giardi fight, 
That was a tough fight. We had a great camp in a lead-up with Sam Solomon and Sakio Bika down here sparring me, so two former world champions um, both pushed me in the gym every day. And um, the Yuli Giardi fight, man, it was it was tough. In the first round, I had a bulging disc in my in my neck. It was pushing out to the left, so I had a little bit of little little bit of referred pain, a bit of pins and needles. And um, he's hit me on top of the head, and it's crushed my vertebrae together. And it destroyed the back of my um, C6 vertebrae, so my neural foramen, which Ouch. is the, the pathway in which your nerve core travels through out into your body, oh, shit. got totally destroyed. So it broke the back of my C6 vertebrae. It ruptured the disc and it also pushed the disc um, halfway through my spinal cord. So um, it felt like what I'd imagine sticking a knife in a toaster would feel like just this shock. <laughs> and I, I knew something was, something was seriously no. wrong. And Did you um, down straight away? no, 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 almost went down. I think uh, when he landed that shot, my legs sort of stopped working for a bit did there. Stanky I think, leg for a bit. I think, yeah, I certainly did do the stanky oh, leg. No. I think everyone, all my mates, ordered their Ubers there. It's <laughs> like, oh shit, Jay's in for a yeah. short night here. Yeah. Might have bit off more than you could chew, brother. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I recovered from that. I got back into the fight, second round. I come back, I'm like, man, my timing's off. I couldn't get my timing right with my left hand. I've thrown a million left hands, and ribs, uppercuts, hooks. To you, this is a neural thing yeah, that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I had paralysis in my left arm. And it wasn't until after the fight, someone's passed me a bottle. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I just didn't have the motor skills to, to do it. I'm like, oh, shit, something's going on here. Shit. Just something as simple as touching your face, scratching right. Like just, I just, I'm trying to put the wires together to make my hand and arm work properly and it just wasn't it was just misfiring it was such an odd feeling so we had surgery like a so a week after so the fight do you, do you mind just telling me the rest of this the rest of the fight story after you've done that injury oh i had a had a lunatic in front of me trying to take my head off who was amazingly balanced and every time i'd change he'd step up he'd step up he'd step up but I gave up my house, I gave up my business, I gave up everything in order to chase this dream and I got this man trying to take it away from me. You're not going to take it away from me. Yeah. So for the rest of the fight, I found a way. I outboxed him. I completely outboxed him and outworked him. I just had to think my way through it. I had to adjust. I had to just continually minus change. Minus the motor skills. <laughs> yeah, minus the motor skills. Fuck. Well, when I told him, I'm like, my Tom's off, he's like, well, mate, you've... Uh, what do you want me to do about it? I can't just turn your timing on for you, bud. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to make it work. You're gonna have to. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, we we got we got through the fight, and uh, I lifted. I found the extra gear that I needed to, and um, that in itself was a test. So, um, and this is all experience. These are all tests along the way that um, that I've been through to prepare me for November 23rd and beyond. So. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. I had um, so I had surgery, and um, and I also had stem cells as well, and that was amazing. I was told it'd be twelve months before I'd even see the inside of a gym again. Mm. Um, four months after surgery, I had stems against my surgeon's advice. My surgeon did an amazing job, um, and four months after, uh, I was cleared to start sparring again. Um, so. I fought six months after surgery and like massive scar on the back of my neck and um, like it was really invasive surgery. Stem cells were amazing, mate. They are like the fountain of youth. Um, yeah. It just, 
the, I've heard of, the, I've heard the, about the rate the rate that my even the scar tissue healed was just just amazing. Did you do you, but, you got that done in a show? Yes. Is yeah, that legal? Yep, yep. Dr. Yeah. Peter Lewis. Yeah. Really yeah, well. yep, yep. Blood stems. Nothing nothing freaky, no yeah. umbilical stems, nothing introduced. It's my own cells. Okay. So okay, your own right. cells optimizing your own right. cells. Like it's 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 amazing stuff. Awesome. So blood stems, you can do blood and fat stems and all totally legal, all above board, all in Australia, everything done properly. Yeah. So um, I believe like umbilical stems and stuff like that, you got to go to Panama or something mm. like that for, but um, which are even more potent. And look, hopefully, hopefully it becomes it becomes every day an everyday thing because the sad thing is, it's like big pharmaceutical. I know we're going totally off topic now, no, let's do but it. big pharmaceutical like just drugs in general, the revenue. You've got with stem cells, you've got you can within your own body, you harvest from your own body and what they can do with stem cells now is, is amazing. And and the fact that they're they're trying to they're trying to keep a lid on that, it's affordive, it's effective, it's it, it's affordable. Affordive. Mm. It's affordable, it's effective. Yeah. Um it's it's just amazing. I agree. And, and I think that there are a lot of different things that get neglected because they're not as lucrative as what um, you know, having somebody on a constant sort of, um, you know, uh, prescription to whatever pills and stuff. Oh, That's why, I man. I even even if I if if I am in pain, I'll barely even take a painkiller because no. I really just don't like that stuff. I like to try and eat as healthy as I can yep. and look for the most effective and the most healthy way rather than well, something that's going to numb me in any way. But stems too, like even like Dr. Lewis has been been amazing, and now. Um, Immunotherapies and stuff like that, even with with cancer treatment, like they'll harvest stems and they'll they'll incubate that, and that that will that'll be there. You go through your chemotherapy, and then you're injected with with your own cells, which have been harvested, and, and they're there, they're there for you. And the immunotherapy help you bounce back after it. I don't know if if anyone if you've I I've lost one of the someone that I love more than more than just about anyone my father-in-law we we lost him to cancer and to watch someone you love go through that um like it's it's brutal man like it's absolutely brutal and the fact that that now they that they can help treat this with immunotherapy and and harvest cells and actually boost your immunity up because it's not so much the cancer that kills you it's it's the it's it's well, of course it is, but it, mm. it's it's chemotherapy pretty well kills everything in your body to reset it, and then you're so your immunity is just gone, and you're so susceptible to to absolutely everything, and, and a, a lot of a lot of people die from the actual treatment itself, and now they can boost people's immunity, they can boost everything with stems, and and hopefully it just becomes an everyday thing yeah because they're trying they're trying to bring in like um and chemotherapy is incredibly expensive as well oh mate and they're trying to bring in they're trying to bring in like synthetic stems which is gross to me like because you can get it from your own body yeah it's a big pharmaceutical and that uh uh because there's so much money involved in cancer and just in sickness it's a in worm, general it's a wormhole we could we could go down but it's well just, you I can't mean, go it's, to, one of, I, it's one of those 
big at the end of the at the end of the day i actually still get paid to get punched in the head so it's probably mm. not the wormhole you want to go to yeah. <laughs> anyway, i'm pretty well yeah i'm pretty well giving you all of my smart conversation yeah now. yeah no but i do agree mate and um there are some and also diet is another one Absolutely. that people neglect i mean at the yep. end of the day you are what you eat i've been with a nutritionist recently michelle reeves who's just yep. amazing at what she does yeah and it's great completely things. opened my eyes to how much of an effect this can have on your body yep. but also your mental health yep. your sleeping habits your moods your relationships your motivation mm. my life has completely changed over the last month and it's just absolutely see diet diet is so important and that's something that um something that i've just was not doing properly i'd get by on just being a pig-headed lunatic i'd be that tired and that that drained and it's only now i find myself in such 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 an awesome position like i'm on the verge of big things and i've got this opportunity with tv and stuff now um that just seemed like pie in the sky and like i i'm not gonna lie i, I love a beer love to party um as do I, brother <laughs> yeah as do all of us pretty well but the thing is is what i would do is after a fight i'd be on just a, a massive tear just party party drinking just having fun with my mates catching up with everyone and i just eat anything because i'm like i deserve this right which is just crap and then um and then i would underfuel my body i'd live in a sweatsuit underfuel my body and i'd get by on just being a pig-headed psycho so you're just one and side I, of the spectrum i'd literally other. be on the nod on my way to my last training session for the day like i was just that tired and that drained i was like my body was eating itself some training camps like anemic my hormones everything was out of whack because of how much i was punishing my body and then um at the start of the year uh with the help of my doc and an endocrinologist and nutrition and everything i've i would i would get by training like burning like two and a half thousand calories and i'd only be eating like a thousand so i'm just i'm just i'm malnourished Fuck. i'm my body's literally eating itself and that's how i was making weight and my body got softer and softer as I went on my career, um, and that's I've changed that now. In this this last since baby Drew's been born, since my last surgery, um, it's been a slow burn. I'm, I it's so much more important to me now my boxing career than catching up mm. and having a few beers with mates here and there. Um, like it's everything is so professional now. I eat like three and a half thousand calories a day while I'm training. Is that I right? Eat, Three and a half thousand. Yeah, man. You've been just training so hard. Though. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'm on the on the biggest day. I might burn near on three thousand calories. Yeah, like so, so. Um, I just, man, I've eaten so much, and I've still slowly burnt body fat. I'm carrying two kilograms more muscle than I've ever carried before mm -hmm. in all my body composition and testing. You'd be, and energy wise, you'd be energy feeling. wise, energy wise, so much better. Um, and hormonally, like all my levels um, with the endocrinologist, everything's everything's just going in the right direction. And um, and I had to change that. If I, I couldn't keep on going the way I was as far as injuries, as far as energy, as far as just everything. Mm. Um, so I feel feel amazing now. So nutrition, nutrition is just so important. Yeah, you got to fuel your body properly. It's one of those things that people Even if think you're not that, an athlete. Yeah, I mean, and people think that uh, like what I thought beforehand. I mean, my knowledge of it is still very rudimentary. I'm very much developing like my own plan with it. Yeah, but. What I thought was like, oh, you know, one day I'll eat less and then another day I'll eat more. And yep. then if I've eaten a lot, then I'll eat nothing the next day. But actually, I can eat a lot 
but I can eat a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I can be creative with it and I can actually make my food so enjoyable and yep. eat and eat enough and eat, like more than enough. Yep. You know, with the training regime that I have whilst maintaining a balance of carbs, protein and fats. Yep. And also maintaining exercise as well. It's yeah. Yeah, we'll see. For me now, um, we're coming towards the pointy end of camp now. Um, so for me, all my sparring's finished. Um, I've just, I've just cut calories now and ch- and changed my macronutrient macronutrients around my macros. What I'm intaking as far as carbs, fats, proteins yeah. are concerned. But um, yeah, I was just I couldn't get enough of everything. Good clean food, real food, no processed food. But um, yeah, just eat, 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 which I've never ever done. It was always beers, burgers, chocolate. And then I'd stop eating, train my ass off, live in that sweatsuit. And anyway, like some people who'd see me at Wayne's and stuff, like how the hell can this guy fight the next day? But um, I just got the job done, just being a pig-headed fella. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, so that's all changed now. Super professional. And what I've got ahead of me, um, it's exciting, man. It's really exciting. This is all I've ever dreamed of. Um and to have these opportunities in Australia now with Hoskin Promotions, DNL events, the National Boxing Series, investing in myself and the other fighters on the up, it's um, it's amazing. It's incredibly man. exciting for you, and to to know that you've come from this journey of being being really overweight and um, you know fighting your way back from that, I and think- having that mental fortitude and that self belief build up <laughs> over years, to now where you're at the point where you're training and working with guys who are you know. People who, people who you've idolized oh absolutely you're, you're going to be on the the cutting edge of australian boxing yeah professional wise and you're on on the charge to having a world title shot it's I quite incredible known. i am 2020 i believe by the end of 2020 hopefully i've got my title shot yeah hopefully awesome man and also you know being a father i, I mean i you just look like you're loving life as well mate like i mate i i am like Physically, mentally, emotionally, everything, everything's good, man. Like you're, it's, you're it's, doing all these beautiful runs in the morning as well. I mate. see you with your daughter watching you training in the gym. <laughs> yeah, it really does look like you're loving life, man. Yeah, it's mate. awesome. It's cool. It's, it's really great cool. To see. Man, you must be uh, really, really excited about the future. Mate, I, I am. I am. It's it's all up to me now. Um, I've, I've been grinding away and even financially and stuff, like we're still grinding now. Like it's, mm. it's not... It's not easy. It's it's tough, and all the fighters out there will understand what I'm talking about. All the guys who are really doing this, you'll un- you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Like it it it's tough. It's tough, but we can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. And I've been given every opportunity, so now now it's up to me. So that's why my professionalism now is at a, at an all time high. Awesome. Well, before we go, man, um, I think we have to acknowledge uh, the the recent tragedy that's occurred mm. in Australian boxing with the. Yeah passing of Dwight Ritchie. Um, Team Alice have set up a GoFundMe page for his family, which we would love to try and help endorse. Yeah. I mean, you've trained with Dwight in the past as well. Yeah, Dwight Dwight is one of these guys that um, that every one of us respected. He was as staunch as staunch can be. He wasn't a show pony. He wasn't... He's just such a good guy and such an amazing talent and... Um, I don't know, man. It just um, it's it's a real bitter pill to swallow because the last the last time me and Dwight sparred, trained with each other, um, 
like all we spoke about was our kids and Dwight Dwight was Dwight's much the same as myself. Like he's on the verge of things. Like he had that he had that um setback with Tim Zoo with the with with that fight. I actually picked Dwight to win that fight. But he's still man, twenty seven years of age. Like he's still young enough to um young enough to to make it run at a title and make a better life for him and his kids and he was a career fighter he was he was a, he was a real one man like he was he was a legit talent and he was good enough to do that like to earn that um and just to just to be taken away um at such a young age and also too I can't help but feel for Michael Zarafa as well like Michael and Dwight were mates like they're training partners we're all on this journey together and and like they're, they're elite guys, and they push each other in the gym every single every single time they're in there together. They push each other. They they the thing is, is with your training partners and stuff like that. Uh, us us fighters, we've all got an understanding of each other, and we've we all know each other on a different level to everyone else. We're we're all making the same sacrifices. We're all pushing each other. We're all mates. Um, look, we may not have been like buddy buddy sort of mm. like that but we just know each other on a different level and man. there is so, an absolute professional respect there oh mate mate it's more than just a professional respect you know this man on a level that other people don't and now you leave something for in mick for mick that's something that's something that michael has to live with for the rest of his life now but then the way i also look at it too is like as heartbreaking as it is um as heartbreaking as it is, that's a risk we all take. And I don't know, we don't know yet whether, I think this was a health issue, not a boxing issue. Um, and it just, it's just tragic the way that it happened. And um, the thing is, is for, for Michael moving forward, it's all in vain for him if if this is what sort of stops him. And I know, I know, I know Dwight well enough to, to know his character and what he would think of this whole thing and it's a risk we all take man and um it's just it it really is a tragedy and um myself the entire boxing community have so much respect for dwight um yeah it's just i i I honestly don't know what else to say about this i I just think that everyone needs to do their part and if you can um jump on the gofundme and 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 do what we can for for Dwight's family. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he leaves behind a partner and and three children as well. He was a devoted uh, father. Yeah. And also, um, it's, it's so important that our as much as we throw our arms around Dwight's family, we also throw our arms around Michael Zarafa as well. Absolutely. And understand that these are two young men who are trying to achieve their dreams. Two very special talents who are helping each other out yeah. with yep. their training, and it's something that happens. Uh, I mean, people train to get like that. It's always happening all the time. No one can see something like this coming, and it's no. just, um, it's just something that is Look, just a freak accident. And- I don't, I don't think this is a boxing issue. This is a health issue, and um, and this also has made me, um, has made me want to, want to take more notice of of my own my own health, um, as far as checkups and everything like that are concerned, um. It's an absolute tragedy, and um, he'll be missed by by everyone in the boxing world, and and no doubt, everyone, all friends, family. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's absolutely gut wrenching. I was just uh, commentating his fight 
uh, on the Team Ellis show a few weeks ago when he had a, an exhibition fight against Mitchell Mitch. Leake. Yep. Um, and we were just saying the whole time how much of a great bloke he is for stepping up and taking that fight on such short notice. Just, even though it was just a, a yeah. an exhibition, um, he, he got in there and he gave the kid... Uh, uh, a show and an experience and like just one of the one of the good blokes around and oh mate staunch just a good dude what you saw is what you got with dwight ritchie um and yeah i respected the hell out of dwight yeah yep. and the whole boxing world is behind his family the whole boxing world is behind you michael zarafa as well yeah and um thank you so much for talking about that i understand that it's a very sensitive subject for you it is sensitive because it's sensitive because it's not like Dwight and I were buddy buddy. Mm. We had just uh, that professional respect and just that respect that us fighters who all push each other have amongst ourselves. It's uh, it's um it's just a really really sad sad tragedy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that, mate. Um, you know your fight is next weekend. Next weekend. Um, yeah. Mate, I can't wait. Backing you to the hills uh, and up and away from here. This is a, a massive moment for you. Um, we're all so proud of you. Australia's yep. behind you. Big things to come, mate. Thank you so much for joining us no or joining me on this yeah. uh, little couch. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cheers, Cheers brother. Thank, Thank you. you.